New Polini Perspective podcast is happening right now. Patrick and I did want to make a note, though. We have a discussion about Senator Dianne Feinstein on today's episode, her health, and also uh, her future as serving as a senator in the short term. That discussion happened before it was announced that she was briefly hospitalized, according to a spokesperson, on Tuesday in a latest string of health issues. She uh, is the oldest member of the Senate. She was released and cleared to return home, but this podcast was recorded prior to that news. Patrick, lot to Sarah. get to. Lots to Sarah. get to. Busy week, Sarah. Busy week. Really? For you? No, I'm just saying news. A lot going on. Trump indicted again. Oh my God. Uh, How many charges are we up to now? 40? 7,640. <sighs> and all the back it's and a- forth court hearings. I mean, you know, his team is filing things. I mean, you know, he finally, former President Trump's finally admitted all these charges may interrupt his campaign. I mean, what do you, what, what's your latest thought? Um, I don't know. I, you know, I know that sounds like a cop out, but, you know, part of me thinks he'll just not get convicted or none of this will amount to much because that's what we've seen in the past, you know. We haven't seen the evidence. We don't know specifically what's there. Uh, you know, we've seen the indictments, uh, but we'll see if, if if what they say is there is really there, and they can prove it. Um, DeSantis is in trouble. He replaced his campaign manager. We said this last week. We said it for the last several weeks. Yeah, he's maybe been... m- maybe one of the top three worst rollouts of a of a of a what would be perceived as you know one of the favorites or certainly you know one of the top potential presidential candidates total failure i mean if you go back i had this discussion with somebody you know if if i had to rank the top three and again i i'm only going back 20 years like i'm not going or recent time jeb bush right yes the for 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 all intents per the prohibitive favorite, uh, terrible campaign, and obviously he had the whole Trump thing against him. Uh, Kamala Harris, our current VP, was a top favorite. Uh, didn't even make it to the first debate. Uh, so I and it seems like that's where DeSantis is heading right now. He's just nowhere. He's in quicksand. He, no one's taking him real serious anymore. Um, he says the dumbest things. Um, yeah, so I think I think he's in trouble uh, unless something, you know. Well, you know, I mean, you uh, know. unless he, unless he looks so good on the debate stage and comes across like you know where where something could could really change the the. the uh, trajectory for him i i i don't see it um i know aren't those they, debates going to be interesting i mean pence is qualified pence, i don't know if that matters just, i mean who cares right i mean like the fact that mike pence thinks he can be president is just in, in just please it's just idiotic to me uh listen the republicans cannot the republicans continue to screw this up they have an 81 year old 
decaying president that they're up against. They have, I think, a lot of policies, mainstream policies on their side. And um, they continue to go Hunter Biden. Yeah, right, right. That witch hunt. Well, I mean, not necessarily witch hunt. Like, obviously, he did commit, you know... uh, whether it's it was tax no one, or but no listen unless there is absolutely clear evidence that joe biden benefited or contributed right or used <clears throat> his political influence to benefit financially move on okay now i will say politically i do think the hunter story and how some of the narrative has changed from the white house from no, didn't know what he was doing at all to didn't influence anything to, yeah, I was on a couple calls, but it was just friendly has contributed to Biden's approval ratings, not moving in any, actually in some cases have gone down despite the fact that some of the economic things are not looking as bad as they had originally thought. Yeah. Yeah. We were, we were projected to potentially have been in a recession at this point. We're not. Uh, the most recent job report wasn't the best, but it wasn't the worst. Okay. Uh, inflation has been, you know, managed or mitigated to, to, to some degree, especially versus European countries. So the news should be more positive. But I think his age and how they've handled some of this press with Hunter and the lack of transparency coming from the White House seems to, to have hurt him. But having said that, it's worse for the Republicans. They just continue to screw up things, right? So, and I mean, look at Ohio. So yesterday, so Ohio had an election yesterday. And on on the ballot yeah. was called Issue 1, okay. which, which was um, the Republican-supported uh, a ballot initiative to change the Ohio state constitution to where it would take 60% vote to, um, to, to, to change legislation. And in, in, in this particular case, to potentially codify the state constitution to protect abortion rights coming, coming this November. And so Ohio, President, Ohio. Former former President Trump won the state by eight percent. Okay. Ohio is no longer purple. Ohio is red. Ohio is a Republican state. Yet overwhelmingly the ballot issue was turned down. So now it remains at 50%, and it looks like abortion rights in Ohio come November will be codified, similar to what Kansas did early on when Roe v. Wade was overturned. I said it on this podcast. Others have said it. Politically, I'm not talking about four females. Different things. I want to be clear. Politically was the best thing that happened to Democrats was that Roe v. Wade was overturned. It, it became an issue that was talked about a lot, but at the end of the day, 
because people believed Roe v. Wade was precedent, ranked sixth, seventh, eighth. When somebody went into the voting booth, it really never mattered too much as an issue they used to make a decision on a candidate. Right. But now it's 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 top two or three. And in many cases at the state level, number one, whether you're picking a, a governor, state legislators, in this case, a ballot initiative. So, you know, this is an absolute miss by the Republicans. It is. Um, it's just it's just it's just, you know. And don't tell me they all believe that they're full of crap. They thought this issue would help them politically, and it has not. Well, I think, I mean, I don't you think Mitch McConnell, like, really believes it? I mean, that man, it's like he's been in it for the long run. I mean, he literally wrote a book titled The Long Game. I mean, you know, I think for him, I, I, think, for, I think for Mitch McConnell, he truly believes abortion is, like, awful. Like, you shouldn't terminate at all. Listen, I'm I, I sure think... police, listen, I'm sure certain individuals believe that. Okay. But they represent their constituents. Okay. Yeah. That's the problem with politics today. Right? It has become get elected, do everything and anything, or say anything or do anything, in Trump's case, to get elected. And then just it only only your personal beliefs matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the Republicans in this case were truly, you know, cared about their constituencies rather than the the top or far right influence of the party, there would be more restrictive gun rights, and clearly there would be at least some reasonable. 15 weeks, 12 weeks. Right, right. Pick a number. I'm not, you know, I don't know what's reasonable for abortion, right? And certainly exceptions for rape, incest. Yeah, right, right. Where where the mom is, you know, whatever. But they're only serving a a sliver of their, or, and listen, the, the lefts do the same thing with, with, whether it's taxation or border issues or, uh, you know, progressive policies, you know, you know, no bail policies. Oh, you God, think they're New dealing York with State, that here in, in L.A. Do you like if that was up for ballot issue or you could vote on that? You think that no way there's no way the New York. Uh, come on. So. um I've always said this too. The problem for the Republicans is when they go far right, it's it's almost impossible to come back to the center right. When Democrats or liberals or progressives, whatever you want to say, go far left, they based on those issues, regulation, taxation, student loan forgiveness, no bail, uh, you know, you know, less mandatory sentencing, uh, you know, school choice or lack of it's, it's, it's so much easier to move back to the center on those issues 
you know, it's very easy to go from no bail to some bail. It's very easy to go from no school vouchers to, okay, some in, in a, if the school is woefully underperforming and kids aren't going to that school and it's dangerous, yes, we'll give school vouchers. But, but it's hard to go from pro-life or six-week bans or a anti-gay marriage or anti-whatever to, to, to back to back to the middle right so mm. um the republicans are going to lose the presidency again the republicans are actually going to when they should maintain the senate lose the senate or continue to 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 be the minority party in the senate and i actually think they potentially could lose the house I think they are screwing this. They're letting. Wow. This is like strong. Take Wait, so you believe the Republicans are going to lose the presidency again? Oh, absolutely. Right really? now, absolutely. I mean, unless, God forbid, Biden. Oh, I feel like the Democrats are in trouble. You don't think no. that. Who, who, who will beat Biden? And by the way, it's not Biden. And I don't mean this. Yes, he won. But this isn't about Biden. It wasn't about Biden three years ago or two, you know, two, two and three quarter years ago. This was about not Trump. Okay. Listen, if a renewed and re-energized and re-galvanized DeSantis somehow gets through, maybe he can beat him. Trump will not beat Biden uh, because he won't beat the Democrats. This won't be a referendum on Biden. It'll right. be a referendum on the Republicans and Trump. Hundred uh, percent. If it's if it's the Santas versus Gavin Newsom, let's say something happens to Biden and he can't run again, well, then then I think you know there's a chance, right? It's up for grabs, right? Um, but so how? So I, I think if 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 it's Trump versus Biden, I think. The Republicans lose all three. I agree with that. And I think they take over the Supreme Court in a couple of years when when uh, Alito and uh, Thomas probably retire. Wow, there's a strong prediction. Okay. See, I feel like I don't know. I feel like if there's a way when, when you're listening to the Jim Jordans of the world and the Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world and the Boberts of the world. And listen, McConnell clearly is a shell of himself at this point. Uh, oh, by the way, how does Diane Feinstein stay in the Senate? She literally has given up all her rights to her daughter, her, her family, her daughter. She she doesn't. Did you see the video? She didn't even know what people were talking about. It's, they had to tell her what to say and what to vote. It's like it's embarrassing. And you know, go home, go away, go. Well, yeah, I mean, you've like they all overstay their welcome. You know what I mean? It's like she, you know, you have to give her a lot of respect for serving the people for all those oh years. Being right. But now it's at the point that people have the attitude you do of this 90 year old woman who we should be, you know, thankful for and moving on. It's like people now are angry. You know, they hate seeing her wheeled out That's in a, a wheelchair. It's, it's our power is it's yes go on preach they all feel they all do it listen, mitch mcconnell it's, it's time to retire it's they're it's, all it's contagious it's it, it it's so important especially in what you know i you and i said this for a long time ago la is about hollywood fame money new york financial i mean historically pre-covid yeah 
finance, money, those are the power brokers in New York. The Hollywood elite, they're the power brokers in LA. Washington, it's not about money. It's about power. Lobbyists it becomes about money. It becomes them. about money because the powerful end up making a lot of money, even though they're, you know, you know, federal employees. Um, they end up making, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars with what they do on their side and third party deals and book deals and yada, yada, yada. But uh, I, I just the Republicans just cannot get out of their own way. They just can't. Oh my gosh, fascinating. And it's not like the Dems are doing anything great. Dems are just sitting there saying, we'll watch them screw it up. (laughs) And we don't think anyone else is getting into the Republican race. You know, I think I saw an article about a week ago about like someone was saying, you know, where's Glenn Youngkin? Is there a chance? I I said this to you a couple weeks ago. I I read a great article. And again, these are these articles. You don't know if they actually could ever come to fruition or whatever. It's easy to say someone will get in and win late. But Yunkin in Virginia and Kemp in Georgia both have great cases. I mean, yes, Yunkin's only been in a year, not even a year, but it, he has the highest Republican approval rating, I think, in the last 24 or 30 years, I read, in Virginia. Uh, 57, 58%. He has, uh, they, Virginia has, I believe, the, the, the top in reduced unemployment percentage and wage growth in the last year. Okay. He, he was able to thread that needle of not getting endorsed by Trump to win the 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 election in Virginia. I I think he could be a very honorable candidate, certainly a very good vice president. Hemp, listen, two-time governor of Georgia, beat back Stacey Abrams handedly, uh fought Trump over the uh, election votes, results the votes, yeah. and the and and the secret secretary of uh, of state and all that stuff. Um, and by the way, would win Georgia, which is a huge state that, uh, Trump lost in the last election. So, you know, you take back Georgia, Kemp would win North Carolina. Um, you know, and all he would have to do is probably win Arizona, Nevada. And so, but you have to get the nomination. You have to, this is what happens when, the power brokers in the Republican Party are not smart enough to understand that when Trump lost, they should have all come out and just destroyed him. Yeah. They should have went hard. But they were more worried about their personal elections than winning future elections for for for, for what they tr- supposedly truly believe in, which – so it's all about themselves. It's all about getting reelected in the House. It's all about winning that next Senate. And it's all about not, at the time, not upsetting Trump. So he didn't put some candidate up against you. And, you know, now it turned out a lot of those candidates didn't beat the mainstream Republican candidates. But then, or if they did, they lost the general. So, I don't know, it's just crazy, crazy times.
Um, okay, I know you probably haven't read this headline. It's kind of new, but it, this is basically it. And I'm curious if you think there's anything here. But, you know, Republican Senator Rand Paul wants a criminal investigation against Anthony Fauci for allegedly lying under <laughs> oath about, you know, the origin of COVID. Because now Joke. it looks like it did come from a lab, right? Yeah. The Wuhan lab, right? So... I don't know. Do you think this is also a witch hunt? And, and it's it's a new story, so I know I'm kind of Listen, throwing I'll, it on I'm, you. But I, this is my personal opinion. No fan of Fauci. I think I think Fauci um, and the head of the CDC did a lot of damage in, in their narrative, in their um, in in their you know just just how they just handle it, the process, um, arbitrary decisions and so forth. Um, Should there be a federal investigation? No, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, obviously if there was, you know, clear evidence that somehow he knew it and didn't tell people or maybe, but I think it's a waste. It's of a time. hard. Yeah. 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 It's a waste of time. Also. And that's and that's coming from someone who's been very critical of Fauci and, and the former CDC director. Uh, I mean, and also yeah. we, you know, we obviously rant about crime in D.C., but it's so bad. It, I mean, you know, it's Grand out of control. Paul's staffer it, there stabbed in broad yeah. daylight. Well, it's by even a, worse. So it's, I, out of, it's so nuts. Are people not how are people not protesting in the streets? I mean, Washington, D.C. Well, five are. years ago. I, I mean, D.C. is absolutely I know. And this this is not hyperbole. It's absolutely out of control. Um, Who would maybe go the out wor- there? Maybe now? maybe the worst in the country right now. Murders are up 28 percent. You you look at some other city crime like New York, Chicago. They're having more auto theft, more simple assault or assault, carjackings, whatever. But their murders are down and their violent crime is down to some degree, right? God, is it in um, Los Angeles? I got I to look. Okay. Keep going. Um, so, but DC's up 28%. Carjackings, uh, uh, violent assaults. Uh, they're calling, you know, council members are calling for the National Guard. By the way, council members who passed a lot of, uh, reduce sentencing and other, you know, wanted to take 30, $40 million from the police department through the, the fund, you know, um, we have a new police chief, uh, first female police chief. I mean, first female black police chief. We've obviously had linear going back. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. It's a mess. It's a mess. Yeah. You know, the, the government workers aren't back. I know Biden tried or Biden's chief of staff sent an email uh, to, to others, uh, Biden's chief of staff sent an email to the heads of agencies to get your workers back in because clearly the more people that are downtown, I think less crime. <clears throat> um, um, and it's just better for the city, right? The problem right now is there's very few people coming into work. Yes, they're still the neighborhood folks. It's just it's out of control it, but but this is this is a result of not holding kids accountable or teens accountable for 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 low level crimes this is a result of reduced sentences this is a result of uh not prosecuting as adults 
14, 15, and 16-year-olds. This is a result of um, schools not improving, being closed way too long during COVID. This is a result of the narrative that police somehow are are, are bad. Yeah, the defund or, the or police hurt. really hurt. Yeah. And, 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 so there's a lot here, but it's bad. It's bad. I mean, it's, I, it's really sad in in DC. I mean, look, it's sad in LA. I mean, LA is yeah. like crazy too. I think I was just reading. I mean, our violent crime is up here, so I think it's much higher. I don't think ours is dropping either. But it's scary here. I mean, you have to really be careful. It you know, it sucks that yeah, you go out. Is. You have to really look around you. Who's around you here? It's uh, but it's sad to see that because DC six years ago, seven years ago. I mean, you know. You could go downtown, you could go to a Nats game at night, you could walk around at night for the most part. It was really, um, you know, it had really changed. But now it's sad to read these stories all the time of like random stabbings, random shootings um, anywhere in D.C. It's it's just, yeah, and I'm just shocked that people aren't more outraged. Um, and I know... I no, no, people are outraged. Okay, so that's good. I, I, don't, I don't think that's fair. I think there are... There's serious outrage. We're covering it heavy at Fox 5. Great. I, I just, I don't think people have solutions. And I don't well, think they, they do, want, but you are. They don't want them. Right, they won't right. do them. Exactly. They right. know exactly. Change, they know these. Change, change the law where 14, 15 year olds can be prosecuted as adults if they commit a violent crime. Prosecute. Now, again, keep in mind, D.C. is you, the, the, the U.S. attorneys prosecute. DC cases because they're not a state. We've done stories on how the U.S. Attorney's Office leads out a lot of things, doesn't prosecute a lot of cases because staffing and so forth. So, you know, it, it, there's a lot. There's the council, which is very progressive and liberal. There's the mayor who is has been pro-police, uh, but also tries to walk a fine line. And then there's the U.S. Attorney's Office, who clearly seems to think they have other things to do or bigger things. Then you have the Attorney General, who refuses to charge or you know try to change the the the, the DC's laws that say anyone under 16 can't be charged as an adult. If you're a 15 year old and you carjack someone and murder someone, you should be charged as an adult. I'm sorry, game over. Now I'm not saying you should go to jail till you're 60, but 30, whatever. there should be some serious, there's no consequences. People are running in stores, boom, they're hit. There's a two-year-old missing this morning. There was an Amber Alert this morning because someone stole a car or carjacked a car with a two-year-old in the backseat. Uh, what yeah. is going on? Okay. And by the way, my guess is the mayor regrets running for a third time. Right. At oh, some think, point. Yeah. She's like over it. Well, she ought to give him hell on the way out. <laughs> I'd be like, well, that. then here's still, how I really still, feel. She still, she still has uh, three years left. So. Um, all right, uh, I want to move on, I wanna anyway, move on to sports because yeah. there's so much in sports I want your hot take on. Women's uh, national team. Schman got up in the middle. Of, he got up in the middle of the night to watch Fox. So did I. To watch the game. Twice. Well, once in the middle of the night and then once at 5 a.m. Okay, give me all your thoughts because people have a lot of hot takes on this women's team that they're anti-American. It's good that they lost. Uh, some no, people. Well, listen, I don't think it's good they lost. I, I, I can't speak if, if some of the individuals are, I don't think they're anti-American. I think they have potentially bad takes on America. I don't think the the most popular 
women's team that we've had based on some of their actions, uh, you know, whether it's kneeling or whether it's their comments or whether it's some other things they've done. But I do think for the most part, I think America was behind them. I don't think there are positions on issues facing politics or women had anything to do with their performance. I, that's ridiculous. I think they underperformed. I think they have a terrible coach. I think Vlatko is just He's lost the Olympics now, and he didn't make it out of the round of 16 in, in the in the World Cup. He should have been fired already. I don't know how he has not been. I think his um, – I think Rapino should not have played. She probably shouldn't even been on the team. She's just past her prime, hasn't played much leading up to it. Uh, I think to put her in to take a PK, yes, she hasn't missed a PK since, you know, what, five, six years, but still – uh, he takes Kelly O'Hare off the bench, puts her in with very little time to warm up, misses a PK. Sophie Smith, the young 19-year-old star, misses a PK. They had, they, had, they had a simple penalty kick to win the World Cup. I mean, win that, that game, and they missed it. Rapino, Sophie Smith, and Kelly O'Hare all missed it. Um they just weren't good enough. They weren't good enough. They played better in that game. They played well enough to win, but they couldn't ball, put the ball in the back of the net. That was their problem through the entire tournament. They've only they only scored one goal against the Netherlands on a header, and the only other team they scored against and beat was Vietnam, who just started soccer basically. So, uh, poor, poor performance. Very poor. I will say. The takes about, oh, we're so proud of our girls and this and women. That No, sorry. They're professional soccer players. They're paid. They fought hard. Yeah, to get equal, equal pay, pay, right? So now you get they equal. Fought, they are back. paid professionally. <laughs> they are paid in endorsements. I think Rapido made seven, six, seven million last year. I think uh, uh, uh Sophie Smith made a couple million. Not great. She's 19. She make people make mistakes. She missed the shot. Fine. Um, they just weren't good enough. They weren't good enough. They didn't look at it. They didn't look at it. And it, uh, it was kind of like, a, it was just such a disappointing ending. And I don't know. They didn't have any real uh, excitement. I didn't think I was like, I'm not getting up to watch the game. <laughs> Although I'm not a huge yeah. sports fan, but all right. No, but it's a, it was, um, yeah, it was it was unfortunate, but uh, what's yeah. your take? What's your take on the this uh, the college, mostly college football uh, team oh, realignment? Can, give us all, and, and of course, you know it affects basketball, it affects uh, sports in general uh, on a college just, level. It just shows you that college college football, in particular, and then secondary college basketball. It's it's a professional sport now. There's no don't try to kid yourself this isn't amateur sports it's not has not been it's even more profound now i think that student athletes or athletes who play football should even be making more money than they are i think that you know football will be fine basketball will be fine they'll make a fortune with the realignment the big 10 the big 12 and the sec will for the most part be the three remaining conferences. They'll have 16 to 20 teams each. 
They'll be the power brokers. They'll dictate terms to the NCA and the television partners. They may even pull away from the NCA and not worry about regulation. They may be a secondary league to the NFL. Um, I do feel bad if the softball teams and the, you know, swimming teams have to travel from, you know, Oregon to Maryland to play a swimming meet. What I think you'll see happen is I think similar to like what club level soccer and these other things have done. I do think like they'll have many tournaments where I think 10 or 12 teams will all travel to Illinois and, They'll play four or five straight days and play six, seven games and then travel back to their, and they won't travel again for a week or so. So and, wait a minute. they'll play so. Yeah. Keep going. No, no, that was, go ahead. Well, I don't, so are the, are these students going to get any education? I guess like not really, right? Yeah. I mean, listen, they're tutored now. They'll have tutors. Okay. They'll, they'll structure their classes. Again, they'll be online, about, I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not, it's about, not that. about that. Okay. It's not about that. Sorry about that. And will the students benefit? Of course, now we know they can sell their likeness, right? That they get like some of these big athletes, they can make brand deals now, which is like to your point, it's a business, so they absolutely should. So I think with I think with these deals, they should even get more rights to to make even more money. So, uh, but is that on the table at this point? It's not right right now. It's just the realignment of these conferences, right? But but there isn't any more advocacy for players to get paid anymore if while I don't they're know if there's change. not anymore, but I do think that, you know, um I mean football listen, football, you leave on a Friday morning, you arrive at the site, you know, it's a whether it's a two, three hour flight, doesn't matter, four hour flight, you play the game on Saturday and you travel back on Sunday. You know, football, you you miss no class unless you play on a Thursday night or something, but you don't miss any class. I it, I feel bad for, you know, again, the softball teams and the baseball teams and the soccer teams who have to, you know, potentially travel three, five hours, play two games in a weekend or midweek. Like they're going to have to rethink all of that. So that's what I was saying. I think there's going to be a tournament type three, four days, for some of these sports where a soccer team will play three, four games over two days and then travel back. And then midweek they'll play the school closest to them. Like, you know, just like out of conference or if it's in conference, great. Uh, but the Liam, the, yeah, I mean, you got, you got, you know, teams from California going to the big 10, you have teams from California potentially going to the ACC. You have, like, it's just crazy. Right. So, um, but listen, th- this is where we're, we've been headed and now it's really, really happening in, in full force uh, because the money, the money is so important to the school to serve, to, to, to pay for everything they need to pay for. And listen, football and in some schools, basketball pay for every sport. The other sports lose money. They lose money for the school. Those two sports in particular, big time college football pays for everything. So you know you could you could vilify the the, the football teams and all that they get away with, and uh, but the money they bring in support all other sports. So uh, and don't you think too in the next decade where more kids are you know the cost of college is so insane more kids are thinking about not going. I mean I, I, you have to think all these schools. Ex- 
except for like the Harvards and Yales, are probably going to see declines, I would think, in applications and number of kids that want to go. I mean, there's really kind of this big push now, like, why are you going to college? This college doesn't help you find a job. The salaries aren't keeping up. Is a trade better for some people? Is a is community college yeah, better? I, I think all that is true, I, especially, you know, from a state school standpoint. I mean, I, I mean, these schools we're talking about here, though, they're like they're powerhouses in um, certainly sports and for the most part, education. Right. I mean, USC, yes. UCLA, Oregon, like the Big Ten is a who's who of academic schools for the most part. Right. I mean, even down to the crappy schools, like, I mean, crappy sports schools like Northwestern and Purdue. And I mean, these are good academic schools. Same thing in the SEC. So uh, I don't think Alabama or Georgia or, you know, or Texas or Oklahoma or USC, or they're ever going to worry about enrollment, right? I just, I just, I don't, I don't think that's the case. In fact, I think, even being, I mean, as if Alabama or Oklahoma or Texas can even be more high profile, I do think being part of these power conferences might even add to to that, you know, where somebody who maybe didn't want to go to USC because they were only playing UCLA and, you know, now they're playing Stanford. Now they're playing, you know, Michigan, Ohio State, Texas, yeah. Oklahoma. Alabama, Georgia. So probably um, even more interest. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real so. quick, you uh, do you have to go? Are you do you have uh, a hard out? I got a few minutes, okay. like three minutes. Well, you obviously run a television station. You've been in media uh, a long time. Last last time I checked. Uh, yep. Last time you checked, you're, you're still employed. What do you think of um, Dave Portnoy getting Barstool back? Buying Barstool yeah, back big, from Penn. Big, big, big industry news uh, yesterday. What are all um, your thoughts, by the way, as an insider? Listen, I think, you know, if you if you read over the last several weeks, you know, Bob Iger, who runs ESPN, uh, uh, runs Disney, which owns ESPN, came out and said that, you know, linear television is, um, you know, there's a transition, as we all know. We've talked about it. You know, people are viewing or consuming uh, content in 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 various ways, linear streaming. You know, you got the Podcast, Disney Pluses, the, everything. Yeah, the Peacocks. You got the Paramount Pluses, ESPN Plus, and so forth. Um, certainly, we've also talked about uh, gaming. Wagering has become legal in many more states, almost to the point now. I think again, I I don't know how many states off the top of my head, but I think the majority of states now it's probably legal or close to being legal or certainly going to be legal soon. Uh, so, pen gaming, which uh, had her a very I don't say little, but one not one of the top gaming, not like the Fandals, the DraftKings, and the Caesars and the MGMs. Lower tier uh, in terms of numbers of people. Sure, um, sure, yeah. Oh, bought a piece of Barstool Sports years ago. They had a right to up that, and they upped that. So I think not too long ago they bought all of Barstool Sports. Right for a huge amount of money. Yesterday, ESPN announced that Penn Gaming will become the exclusive gaming wagering 
entity in conjunction with ESPN product. And therefore, Penn pulled out of Barstool Sports or in essence, sold it back to Dave Portnoy. So now Dave Portnoy owns 100% of Barstool Sports, the company he started in Boston. Uh, and Penn Gaming is infusing $2 billion over 10 years, so $200 million a year into ESPN to be the exclusive gaming partner of ESPN. Yeah, so big deal, big news, big industry news yesterday. Um, I, you know, okay, so uh, what do you think? I mean, look, I mean, you know, you Barstool's kind of made itself as like the underdog and kind of has this really niche following. But I mean, it sounds like they didn't drive enough people to sign up for Penn, right? Do you think that was it? Or do you think Penn just saw an even bigger opportunity with ESPN? And, you know, of course, Dave Portnoy is a genius in marketing. So he says, you know, let's get back to content. This is actually great for us. Um, I, I mean, what do you do you think that's all true? Or I mean, do you think it just comes down to money? You know, like Barstool people didn't come through? I, I can't answer that. And I, you know, I wish I could, but I can't because I don't have the knowledge of how that contract was written. You know what I mean? Like, mm. did Barso always have a right to buy it back? Or was it if Penn invested in a competitor to Barstool, they had to sell it back to Dave first or give him the first right? Because clearly ESPN, I mean, they're not a direct competitor of Barstool because they have content, but from a sports standpoint, they are, I guess, you know, from an online content standpoint and, a, you know, commentary and they're a quasi-competitor to Barstool, right? I guess with some of their content. So I, I don't have that knowledge of how that worked. Uh, but Barstool's back under Dave Portnoy, 100% ownership. He did a big thing about it, how we can get back to doing what we do best. Yep. We don't have to, we don't have to worry about the, the management of Penn Gaming. And gaming infuses a bunch of money into ESPN, and off there we go. There you are. Uh, any last, what else? Anything else you want to touch on real quick? I know we've no, been going for really. a while I think, here. Uh, okay. we, I know we, we've had, a, this is, we so, had yeah, a lot to cover. A lot to cover. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Where can people follow you, Patrick? Patrick, GM, Fox 5 DC. We'll see you next week. Set.